Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Master Phil Ross. He's the founder of the Body Bill Method, RKC Master Bodyweight Specialist, AE <laughs> Certified Trainer, College Professor, and Ninth Degree Black Belt. He has 40 years of experience as a competitor, trainer, coach, and instructor, and he is the author of Survival Strong and Ferocious Fitness. Welcome back, Master Phil. Welcome. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Amy. Yeah. So, uh, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, I love our conversation. So I want to start with your book. Yeah. So you've got a second edition. The (laughs) second edition of the Survival Strong book is about to come out. Yes. So what can readers expect from this edition? And are there any new insights or updates you've included? Yes, definitely. So there's a a highlight to the major changes. One of them was the uh, four A's. Prior to this, I used the three A's. So the three A's, they are awareness, avoidance and action. And I decided to add a fourth day because after doing a bunch of seminars and working with a lot of people, I, I teach self-defense daily. I was, I was noticing that there's something, a missing element that a lot of people have that I took for granted and it's aggression. You have to know when to apply aggression. And most people don't especially the people who are the good people getting attacked, right? The, the ones who are nefarious, the thugs, the those type of people are, they're plenty aggressive. And the people who are in need of protection and protecting themselves and so forth, they don't necessarily have that aggression or know how to tap on it. And as being a mindset coach as well, I'm with the Winning Mindset Group, we have to tap on that aggression. So I put a whole section on aggression in there. I also talked about the predator and prey mindset. I know uh, I lied. Now I'm saying three things. Go. I'll talk about the predator and prey mindset. Because when you are looking out, when you're in the environment, you want to almost look, be like a prey because you're scanning the area. Mm-hmm. You want to be aware and alert to everything that's going on around you. But then you have to immediately switch to that predator when you're confronted with someone and you want to be laser focused because a predator is focused on the objective. So you have to switch between those and and we we address that. And the other big one I got into was uh, being attacked by a dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had that in the first one, but in all of my chapters, there's 24 chapters in this book Uh and in all the chapters, I relate the defensive tactic technique to an actual real life event. Yeah. Now, I initially didn't put any of my situations with dogs in my in my first book, in the first run of Survival Strong, for a variety of reasons. But I decided to put one of them in right now. And uh, so I put a real life occurrence that happened. And then I talk about the techniques that were employed. And it winds up being pretty interesting. Cool thing was that this is, are you familiar with, I'm sure you are, the attack that occurred in France in the airport a number of years ago? I don't, no, I don't think so. Yeah, like it was either 2017 or 2018. Now, my my book, initial book came out in 2016. Now, I actually predicted that scenario, not that exact scenario, but something like it, because you have to be careful when you're in a group situation, because sometimes you go from the frying pan into the fire. 
-hmm. And that's exactly what they set up. The terrorists put incendiary devices in one place and then people ran mass hysteria to another one and they had more in the escape route. I'd actually spelled that situation out directly. And then I, I enhanced it a little bit in this book and I, um, I really uh, addressed it and drilled down on some of the things that uh, you should do and what to look out for. That's really interesting. I was attacked by a dog when I was a kid, a wolf, actually. It wasn't wow. really a dog, it was a wolf. So I'd be interested in reading your, your book yeah. on that topic, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing if you look at the, the, the bite strength of a dog. And if you look at the humans, average human is about 150, 155 pounds per square inch PSI. Whereas uh, you look at some of these big dogs, like a, a Mastiff, they're 550 pounds per square inch. Wow. Yeah. And you think pit bulls are very high. They're not. They're just super tenacious. They're like 255, 235, somewhere around there. Wow. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> So you also have some seminars and workshops I want to mention in May on the bodybuildmethod.com website. So do you want to share a sneak peek into sure. kind of what people can expect? Okay. Yeah, I'm actually booked up into May. So May, I, I'll, I'll, I'm available for more. So basically what, what the bodybuild method is, it's kettlebells, body weight, and dynamic tension, the lost daughter of Charles Atlas. And this certification levels one, two, and three. And the certifications are registered with both ACE and NASM. So the NCCA, which is the National Commission on Certifying Agencies, mm -hmm. it's registered with them. So if you're a personal trainer, group trainer, you take this, you earn your educational credits. So you get your credits that you need to keep your, you know, to keep your, not license, but to keep your certification because you have to do up to 20 hours every two years. So you can take my courses, not only get certified and become part of the bodybuild method movement, but you also earn your credits. And the other thing is the, the bodybuild method is a registered trademark as well. So that's another new development, new wrinkle I got this year. So nice. Yeah. Thanks. So you also have a Patreon. I want to mention this as well. Yes. Um, can you tell a little bit more about the content in there and how, you know, um, what's available to your supporters and all of that? Sure. Basically there's three tiers. One tier is just the self-defense and martial arts and so forth. The uh, second tier is all fitness. That's all kettlebells, body weight, dynamic tension, and the like. And then, of course, the third tier is all-encompassing. That's the VIP program. And it's a free trial for a week. So you try it out, see if you like it. There's over 150 videos on there. There's not only workouts, but there's education on Hey, how to swing a kettlebell properly, how to press it properly, how to throw a jab, how to throw a front kick, how to put combinations together, how to access different body weight movements, dynamic tension, so forth. So it's not only workouts, but it's educational as well. I like that. So you're the founder of the Bodybuild Method, which I want to make sure everyone is clear and they understand that. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about how your organization has evolved? It evolved okay. since you started it. And, and are there any recent innovations or additions to your program? Okay, cool. How it evolved, I was an RKC, master RKC kettlebell. That's a hard style of kettlebell training. And then I was also a certified bodyweight specialist certified in the PCC, that's a progressive calisthenics. And I've always done the Charles Atlas dynamic tension method for years and years. And I noticed that a lot of personal trainers didn't want to spend 
three, four days at a seminar. That's time. It's A, cost money to be there. B, they're losing money. So it's like a double whammy. And I've been to these certifications where they're like three days long. Right? And what I do is I broke it out into one-day seminars. So you can come for the one day and get a particular level, and then you build on it for the subsequent levels. So I, I put that together to be a lot more friendlier to personal trainers and people who are busy. And then, of course, the addition of the certifications for ACE and NASM are big. And I'll tell you, ISSA or any of the other personal training organizations, they all recognize the, the course for credits. And I also teach it in the college as well. And you know, again, that's very important because the personal trainers want to keep their certificates, their certifications active, and they need to continually learn as part of the continuing ed. And yeah. some of the innovations are, we also include programming in this. So it's not just the technique, but it's the programming. We address all the different aspects, the push, the pull, upper and lower body, transverse plane, sagittal, frontal, all the different areas are addressed, as well as you know, all the components of, of fitness. You have uh, muscular fitness, which includes muscular endurance, muscular strength, and explosive power. And then you have mobility and flexibility. Right? We have uh, body composition through these through kettlebell training. With this method, you can change your body composition. There's cardiovascular component to it as well. And then, of course, the coolest thing is that it also works on you on a neuromuscular level. So we're addressing those needs as well. So we have all five aspects of fitness covered. So are there any trend, anything that you see that's changing in the industry? Because there's always these trends out there and there's all kinds of, some things are good trends, some things maybe mm -hmm. that aren't good trends. Do you think mm -hmm. there's anything that's really going to be changing in the industry that some of the trainers out there really should stay on top of? Yeah, the thing is that people have time constraints. And if you look at the number one issue with people not wanting to engage in a fitness program as a time factor. And the cool thing about this methodology of training is that you can get a great workout in a very short amount of time. Once, once you have your basis, we, can, we have a lot of HIIT workouts in there, the high intensity interval training. I have a, a thing called scrambled eggs, we have a warrior's challenge, obviously Tabatas, which are very well known. And then I, I came up with a thing I call a Philbata, which is a lot of fun. Philbata is cool because it involves skipping rope and doing exercise. So we'll just take eight different exercises, hitting all the different areas, all the, the, the frontal, sagittal, and transverse plane, as well as grinds and mobility and ballistics in a workout. And then in between, you do 100 skips. So think about that. You skip rope, you do an exercise, you do that eight times, that's 2,400 skips in a workout. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> Already <laughs> tired. I know, right? It's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> and something I came up with years ago when I was in a hotel. And I just said, oh, what's here? Okay, I got this, that, and the other thing. And most of the things, look, maybe if you're not adept at kettlebells, it's fine. So you can substitute dumbbells, even though you won't get the same from a dumbbell as a kettlebell because a dumbbell as a barbell has a unilateral distribution of weight where mm -hmm. a kettlebell it's got offset so you're constantly using stabilizers you're constantly recruiting those in every movement you do in order to keep the bell going the direction you want it to go yeah it's so interesting yeah. you also talk a lot about self-defense which we really do need in this day and age 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. And the thing is that you know what the police are there. Oh, people say, oh, just call the cops. Yeah, police are there in minutes when seconds count. Yeah. You know, how, when you're dialing nine one one, you're getting a club across the, the top of your head. Yeah. It's not going to do. It's not going to do you any good. The police are just reactive mm -hmm. or investigative. That's it. And yeah. when you have someone breaking in your house, kicking your door down, they're in there in twenty to thirty seconds. You yeah. better be prepared to do something. What are you going to do when you're walking to your car? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, people are living in law land. The thing is that statistically, and you can look this up on the Unified Crime Report, the URC, is that everyone at some point in their life, statistically, will be subject to a violent attack. Okay, now I must digress a little bit because if somebody gets attacked twice, then somebody's going scot-free, <laughs> okay? So yeah. some people get attacked more than once. But the thing is, hey, you want to take that chance? Yeah. And, and I'm looking at it this way. You have to stay in shape anyway. You have to be in condition, correct? Yeah. So why don't you learn a skill while you're getting in shape? And you can do all of that with my Survival Strong program, the Patreon program. Uh, oh, also, if you just want the, the Pure Survival Strong program, I got survivalstrong.philross.com. Uh, and that's six learning modules, 20 workouts, and the manual for only $79. Oh, that's nice. You can't beat that. Yeah, and it's not too long where you feel like you can't go and go through it all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and all the, the training modules, we do mindset, we do the footwork, movement, striking, defense against grappling, so forth. We, we go through the whole, run through the whole gamut. Yeah, it's, it's my goal is to get this information out to as many people as possible. That is why I am just relentless on this, constantly putting stuff out there, I'm, uh, you know, Constantly putting things on my YouTube channel. It's at the master fill. I'm throwing things out there constantly trying to make people aware and get people back in shape. And like you've noticed that recently I put, I'm putting a lot of stuff on my shoulder rehabilitation because I had, I recently had surgery. So it's, uh, it's going to be 12 weeks. I just got cleared to use some weights now. So I'm using the massive three pound dumbbells. <laughs> it's oh, like <wow. laughs> kind of crazy for me, right? But I had a lot of work done on my shoulder, had a torn labrum which I had for about 30 years, but yeah. the rotator cuff, yeah, the rotator cuff was a problem. Had that torn, bicep tendon release, and bone spurs. The biggest issue was the bone spurs because the tendons were sliding across them. You yeah. know, it, it was crazy. The day before my surgery, I did over 50 pull-ups in my workout, plus I was pressing 60-pound kettlebells, 10 reps each side, but I couldn't reach behind me. So I, yeah, I'll get back there. I'll get back Yeah, there. it's encouraging though, because if you're not as in shape as someone like yourself and you're watching i find it encouraging because it's like a start with three pounds too <laughs> yeah and enjoy the journey yeah yeah that's, so, a, no, that's the thing yeah you, you bring up a great point enjoy the journey if you look at it you look at how do large movements start they start with small steps right small steps little successes create a large movement. If you look at the, to the totality of a situation or, or a task or something that you want to, that you want to take on, people get overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, so I just tell them, I, I say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You chunk it, take off pieces. Don't look at the, the whole project, the whole situation, break it down to manageable parts. And you have to know what you can manage. But the thing is, it's definitely doable. Here, let's look at it this way. If you take 18 minutes a day, okay, you ever heard, you ever hear of the uh, 100 rule, 100 hour rule? Okay. Yes. So yes. Yeah, yeah. Take the 100 hour rule, right? 
You mm -hmm. take that breaks down to 18 minutes a day, okay, or a uh, hundred hours in a year. So that's basically two hours a day, uh, two hours a week. Sorry, two hours a week. You will be better than 95% of the population at that particular task. So what do you want to learn a language? Learn karate, learn kettlebells, do body weight, play, learn a musical instrument, anything. You can really learn that task and master it. Yeah. It's just a little bit a day, just a little bit a day. So you know what? If it's a priority, set it as a priority. Yeah. You know, and make it your priority. And who doesn't have 15 to 18 minutes a day? Yeah. Find yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, putting it that way is very encouraging. Because I think you're right. We look at where we really want to, the end goal. And we just think, mm -hmm. oh, that's so much work. But really, 15 minutes a day, not really. It's really not. Now, that's why, and, and I have another book coming out. And it's in uh, the rough draft is done. It's called Exercise Snacks. So fitness, five minutes at a time. There's 55 workouts that you can do in a six by six area with very little to no equipment. And it's broken out into five minute segments. I developed this during COVID. Yeah, I thought of it during COVID. Everyone's sitting at their desk. I'm like, I got up and I would just do a quick workout, whether it was kickboxing, boxing, kettlebells, body weight, whatever it was. And you could substitute the kettlebells for dumbbells and then go back to work and then get up again. So it's funny. Some people, a lot of people wound up becoming extremely overweight and out of shape over COVID. I got stronger. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it was just, I just got stronger. You yeah. Know? I, I, I hit my workouts and just think about this. Okay. You're, you're a person starting out. Yeah. Can you do five minutes of a workout? Is yeah. that, does that, is that daunting to you? No. And yeah. And, and I faced some of my own health challenges where mm -hmm. I, I found out I had, I have high cholesterol. I was born with that. Right. But mm -hmm. my body wasn't absorbing K2 mm -hmm. ever which wow. means that my arteries just are nightmares. So I was, I found, I got a test, some tests and they're like, I could have a heart attack any day. I also found out that I was like this close to colon cancer Jeez. and I was able to reverse mm -hmm. all of the colon cancer and everything back to my, all my stuff is back to normal right. with my diet. And then I was afraid to step out with intense workouts with mm -hmm. my arteries, <laughs> like afraid yeah. that I'm going to induce a heart attack. Right, I've been right. taking uh, K2 now for about a month mm -hmm. and they say it takes about two months to soften up your arteries. Yeah, and I yeah. wanted to go into working out, but I knew that if I go and do a half an hour intense workout, that might just be too much. I don't know yeah. right now, but five minutes, I can handle that. And the thing is, especially if you're new to working out or like someone in your position, do five minutes and then uh, two hours later, do another five minutes and then two hours later, do another five minutes. And then eventually you can even string these workouts together or just repeat the cycle like a set yeah. do it over and over. But the thing is, look, if you build up to doing a half hour a day of that, wow, what kind of shape are you going to be in? Even if you do, even if you do three of them, you do three, you do 15 minutes a day. That's yeah. better than nothing. Yeah. You are getting something from this. You will be better. And yeah. that's the point I'm trying to get across to people. Just, just giving them something that everyone could use. Yeah, definitely. So it's like a little snack of exercise. You know? Yeah, a little snack of exercise. Yeah, get your blood flowing. Yeah, get that blood flowing. And look, you, you and I know that uh, blood movement, circulation, breathing, 
you have to do that on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, you need that circulation. You should breathe hard every day at some point or another. And that just that's just going to help you dramatically achieve better health levels. Yeah, definitely. So looking ahead mm-hmm. for your future goals, what's on the horizon? I want to really get these these books out and they'll be out this year, one of them within about a month or so. And then the next one, probably about two, three months after, eh, probably three, probably more. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I want to get my seminar series going again and start really pushing those forward in, in uh, May and forward. And also I'm, I'm, I, I dabbled in a little acting too. So I'm in a, a movie called Warrior, Warrior Island. And, That's right. Um, when does yeah. that air? We've had the the premiere in Manhattan. That was okay. done in November, but we're having another premiere this weekend because there's three episodes in the can. We're premiering number two. Uh-huh. And we'll be doing that this weekend down at the Martial Arts Hall of Fame, Action Hall of Fame. So okay. I'll be down I'll be down there, Atlantic City for the weekend. I got sign autographs and kind of hang out. So hopefully more than three people show up to sign you know, for my autograph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I play I play Master Phil Ross in it, and it's that's fun. Uh, yeah. In the, in the first one, in the first episode, I'm in eight scenes. Oh, so wow. it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I did okay. Yeah, they like my work. So, what's the process there? They do a couple of premieres, and then where does it go from there? We are part of pay per view flicks, or on there, and then what we do is you look to roll it out and put it either to Netflix or some other type of online. Or if we go into a theater, it'd be even cooler. But ideally, what I'd like to do is get this one, do it online, and then film a whole another one because it's it's a series based off of a comic book. Oh, okay. Yeah, then we can do like a whole series in the movie theaters. Okay, the previews look really cool to me. It would seem like a little bit like Survivor Island and the yeah, competitions yeah. and things. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, honestly, it's staged because it's yeah. based on a comic book, but all the fighters there are the real fighters. Yeah. You know, there's, there's guys who can rock and roll and uh, some of them are still active. Some of them are you know recently retired, but yeah, but they're all they're like MMA fighters generally. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. So congratulations on 2000 subscribers on YouTube. I know that's, thank you. It takes a long time and a lot of effort to do that. Mm-hmm. So I want to mention your YouTube channel and what kind of content are you posting there that people can listen to watch? Okay. I have, you know, right now I'm, I'm featuring a lot of the rehab on my shoulder, which I'll be filming more stuff tomorrow. So I see me with my little three pound weights. <laughs> okay. I'll film a couple exercises there. And I, I, there's a bunch of boxing instruction, kickboxing instruction, kettlebell instruction, body weight instruction. I also have this whole series and I made it into a series. It's called Snack Stand Strength. Yeah. Okay. It's these uh, compilation of shorts. I think it's like 24, 25 shorts of me doing workouts at a snack stand on benches. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Picnic benches, seated benches, the wall, so forth. And it's something I came up with when I was away on a vacation. And then the other thing is also we have our Master Phil in Your Corner podcast, which uh, we filmed uh, 114 episodes. And actually one of them, the, the most recent taking taking on a, a task here, I recently retired. I resigned, not retired. I resigned from USA Boxing. Oh, wow. Yeah. What they did was they decided that they're going to allow biological males to fight against biological females. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> I'm not playing that. 
Uh, and I had another guy on. He's been a coach, a good friend of mine, Jimmy Wagner. He's been a coach for a long time, runs a, a boxing academy, has done so for 20, 30 years, and he resigned as well. Um, and then there's a lot more. A lot of women boxers are pulling out, pulling their support. We want to start a movement. We've got to send a message and yeah. uh, tell them that this should not happen. Yeah. This That's is crazy. not safe. You're going to destroy women's sports. Well, yeah, I, it would be I, non-existent. There's no way that women can be as strong as men physically. It's, it's just not going to look, look, it's we're not playing ping pong here. Yeah, I mean, somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, someone will get hurt. I mean, it, 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 at least even the swimming of the international swimming organization had the sense to you know basically ban it. Yeah. You have a six foot four guy jumping in a pool and crushing all the women when he was ranked number five fourteen as a guy, number one as a as a girl. Come on. And you're, you're destroying the dreams and, and, you're, and the hopes of all these women that have trained their whole lives. You know, if, if no one's been a Division One athlete, they don't know how hard it is. It's yeah. ridiculously hard. And these women have sacrificed so much time, so much effort to then have that, that dream yanked out right from under them. It's disgusting. Yeah. Now, they now they're doing the same thing with boxing. Yeah. They, they should measure people based upon their, their strength and their weight. And all of those different dimensions, right? Because well, it, it, in, in, unless you're really doing that, there's, yeah, there's no way to. Here's something that uh, definitely a pet peeve with me. Everyone talks about the science. Yeah. Right? Now, humans are made up of almost 20,000 genes. Okay. Of those, the functionality of 6,500 of them differ between men and women. Yeah. So on a cellular level, we are one third different. You can't change that. Yeah, yeah. That's not changing. I don't care. You lop a body part off, put one on. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change. So you are denying one third of your biology. This person who suffers, and I'm not against them. I mean, honestly, my heart goes out to these, to the yeah. people who are suffering because there's something going on psychologically with this person that they need help. And yeah. by putting them in a combat sports atmosphere where they can severely hurt someone else is 100 percent wrong yeah yeah i agree with that yeah. i yeah i, I don't I, I, this shouldn't even be a discussion yet we're having discussions about it and yeah. it, it, it should be a no-brainer this is like a no-brainer yeah 10 years ago this would be a joke yeah it, yeah and it, it should be a joke to be honest because all the discussions about out there even about what the definition of a woman is and it's like my thoughts are, I don't care how many hormones you take, you can't be a woman. Nope. I just can't. I just, I cannot be a man. Not going to happen. You got what you got. I think that it, it's just another way to try and I think ruin our families, ruin our, who, who we are. And if you don't have women and you don't have men, then you don't have families and you don't have healthy kids and yep. all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just something that you don't want to mess with. And obviously the people that are promoting it, I think they just have ulterior motives. Yes, they do. And, you know, Okay, I go off on a whole tangent on that as well, but there is a there's a definite agenda going on, and they're trying to destroy the nuclear family, and they're trying to blur the lines between men and women, yeah, and that creates confusion and conflict, just like yeah. they do the same thing with race, yeah, and there should be no reason. Look, I'll give this a little tidbit. I've spent some time in Brazil, and if you look at Brazil, they have a very mixed population. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And you know what? They have people from Japan. They have people from China. They have people from Italy. They have people from Africa. They have people, indigenous people, everything, right? Yeah. They call themselves Brazilians. There's no German Brazilian, Italian Brazilian, Japanese Brazilian. No. They call themselves Brazilians. We're the only country that does this other stuff. Why is that? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, it is really ridiculous. Yeah, and, and it just shouldn't be. That's why we're all Americans and we're all in the same boat together. And if we don't start rowing in the same direction, we're going to continue to go in circles. Yeah. Yeah. And we get on in down into all of this politically correct stuff, cancel culture, just all kinds of just yeah. easy things that in my opinion, it's, I, I feel like, I feel, or at least from my perspective, and obviously mm-hmm. it's just one perspective, I feel like there's just so many people out there that never learned who they were and haven't right. really fully developed themselves into adults because maybe mm-hmm. they just had a screwed up childhood. And for that reason, they think that putting labels on themselves, identifying mm-hmm. it as this, identifying that with that gives them a, an identity when in reality, that's not your identity, who you are and who you're born to be, that's your identity. And you need to discover who you are on the inside. And I had to go through this process myself because I didn't, I adulted late in life. Mm -hmm. I was pretty much a young woman stuck in a 40 year old's body for many (laughs) in my forties. And then I went through a process of learning who I was and Mm -hmm. actually learning to make my own decisions and all of that kind of stuff. And on the other side of it, I realized, and I think that's why I can see other people struggling with that because Mm -hmm. I did the same thing when I was younger, I would see some rock band and go, that's my identity. And then I, then fast forward a number of years, you look at them and they're like either dead or non-existent. They're everything that they stood for was like a scam, (laughs) like the reality hits. And I think that we just, when you don't know who you are and you don't have that confidence, you just grasp on to anything that's around you to try and figure it all out and identify with things externally. And yeah, so that's how I see it. I just see all these people trying to figure out who they are and grasping Mm -hmm. onto external things to fill that void when it, that doesn't work. No, well, you bring up some very interesting points. And one of the things that that they put forth is this identity, okay? And when you segment people off with this identity, all that does is foster the victim mentality, yeah. that victimhood. Instead of, what do you want to be a victor or a victim? Look, any of us can be a victim. Any of us have had bad things to happen to us, right? It's what do you do with it? Yeah. You know, do you sit there and keep pointing fingers? Oh, it's your fault, your fault, your fault. It, it, it's it may be their fault. Maybe it is. But you know yeah. what? What are you going to do about it? You have to do something about it. At the end of the day, you can only control how you react to things. Yeah. That's it. You can't control somebody else. You can't control the situation. You can only control your reaction. So yeah. you are you going to be a victim or a victor? Are you going to use this? Are you going to wallow in in self-pity or are you going to use this as an opportunity to succeed or to just find a different path? And people don't spend the time to look back at themselves. When I went through my divorce, I had a whole different mindset and I took some time and I really looked into me and said, who am I? How do I get in this position? How do I wind up with a person like that? And how do I avoid that? I have to break this cycle. And I took a long time before I went and got another relationship, got married. I took a long time, took nine years, you know, 
And it's something I go, I'm glad I went through. And I'll tell you, it gave me the confidence to deal with things. And many things have happened to me. And I've decided I can either be a victim or a victor. I had the, if you want to get into it a little bit, I had that happen. Okay. I was going through a divorce. I was in the, I was supposed to be in the trade center. I was supposed to get blown up there. I used to have an office there. By the grace of God, I wasn't there that day. And then, but I did lose my job. And then the court still said I had to pay the same amount of money. So I could have whined about it. Well, what did I do? I went back to bouncing and I built my business. Yeah. I built, and then my business is doing great. I had my best year ever in 2019. It's crazy. I, I had a line of people. I, I couldn't fit anybody else in my studio. I was doing seminars, workshops, build classes, packed at seven people working for me in my nice little studio. COVID hit, destroyed my business. Yeah. So what did I do? Did I crumple up and die? No, I went, I did a lot of stuff online. I wound up getting hired full-time as a college professor. And then it gave me more time to finish books, write more books and get involved in online training. You know, you have to look at it and take a step back and say, hey, what am I going to do about this? Am I going to sit there and just hate the governor for the rest of my life because ruined my business? What I did was I sold the building, yeah. moved on, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? You, you deal with it. So it's a matter of perspective. Do you want to be a victim? Do you want to be a victor? Yeah. And you take control and you react to it and have the confidence in yourself. But if we're constantly, we don't even know who we are, know our identity. And we got these therapists telling, it's okay to feel like that. It's not okay to feel like that because yeah. there's certain things that are undeniable truths. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it has to do with Part of it is restraint and denial and having some self-discipline and self-control. Look, if we didn't have self-control, we wouldn't have any society at all. You can't just go with your feelings all the time. Because what if your feelings are bad and you do something bad to someone? How is that right. just, Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. It works for me. Yeah, okay, it works for you, but it doesn't work for that other person. You have to consider other people in the equation. Yeah. You, know? you have to have some guidelines. You have to have some basic rules. And it's going to help anyone find out who they are and be comfortable with themselves. Yeah. You know, and not have to go and change the world around them to suit their needs. Yeah, it's true. And you do have to just take responsibility. You have to say, okay, it is what it yeah. is. You, yeah. you you can't change anything externally. The only no. thing you can change is yourself. And you've got to start there. Yep. You know. And, Everything... and and that's the most powerful position you could possibly be in if you take full responsibility for absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. The difference between a champ and a chump is the you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so. I want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise once again. My pleasure. My pleasure. And also people can get to all my information too. Just go on, just go to philross.com because okay. we have links. Yeah, we have links to everything there. Okay, so, perfect. And I'll make and sure to put all your links down below as well. Awesome. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, Andy. Yes, and definitely. And thank you for having me on. Yes, thank you so much. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you, everyone. And have a wonderful week.